0: Social World Podcast. I'm Dave Niven, and it's nice to have you back again. Now, today we're going to do a bit of a brief one, but a very important one, and it's to do with a conference that's coming up in Leeds, in Yorkshire, at Leeds Town Hall on the 14th of March. And it's a conference, a a follow up, if you like. There was one last year, and this is looking at safeguarding children, and it's looking at the impact of abuse on children and there's a heck of a lineup and so uh, we're really looking forward to it. Now today I'm talking to Christina Gabitas who's the organiser of the conference and author and she's also an honorary now and now an honorary member of the NSPCC Council. So welcome Christina. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine thank you. Okay. Now, this conference on the 14th of March, uh, I think what I'd like to do, if it's all right with you, is just chat a bit about the lineup, who we've got coming, and uh, what they might be talking about, and the sort of, if you like, the thinking behind it. Because you had a successful conference last year, and so this is a natural follow-up, so it'd be good if you could put this into, into context a bit.
1: Yes, yeah, so the conference that we held last year, um, the Reach Out, Speak Out, it was held at the Royal Armouries, uh, was, it was a huge success. Um, the thinking behind it originally was that I wanted to try and um, bring people together to share and gather information and to help one another. Um, because when you're talking about uh, safeguarding, child protection, I think it's much better if, if all the different organisations come together. Um, obviously, people are stronger when they come together to share Um, all the information that's available and it was really to try and um, educate um, all who work uh, in in the uh, sector who are working with children um, about the resources that are available uh, to to educate our children who are very vulnerable so this was uh, this was a huge success Um, obviously it was the first event I wasn't sure how it was going to go But what was really nice, I had some fantastic testimonials and then people asking me, look, we want to book on the next conference. When is it? So that led me to uh, the the one that we're having at Leeds Town Hall. All
0: right, so here we go. Here we go. Let's talk about, can I just talk about the cast, if you like, the cast list for the speakers? Because I think that will be a testament, if you like, to the quality of this conference. Uh Uh-huh. We've got um, Emma Lewell-Buck, who is the Shadow Minister for Children and Families in Opposition. And I don't know what your thinking is, but my view about this is that it would be good to hear the opposition's position on children and families and safeguarding, especially in a year following the legislation introduced by the current government to do with the Social Work and Children Act, to do with the changes to safeguarding boards and to do with the general positioning and arrangement of safeguarding within local authorities. And so it would be very good to hear what the opposition view is about that, if they agree with it, if they change it, and what their priorities would be if they got into government. Is that, mm-hmm. Would that be your understanding of what you might talk about?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Emma has made a, a, a huge impact, and um, with with uh, with her work within um, the uh, the child protection uh, sector within the uh, the government, and I think that it's it's good to have support from MPs. Here you go. You know, she she you know she spent a lot of time within the uh, w- within the cabinet and the education team as well. Um, so I think it's really important to have someone who is uh, a figurehead. Um, who's a good representation, who can tell us more about their plans and the impact of the plans uh, that, you know, that they're going to be undertaking and that that they intend to undertake.
0: Mm. Right. Okay. Well, so we've got Emma, and we've also got Mark Burns-Williamson, haven't we, who's the Police and Crime Commissioner for uh, West Yorkshire. And people, I don't know what your thinking is, but I always imagine that people don't recognise the pivotal position that police and crime commissioners play in safeguarding. And it's not just influence, it's not just experience, and it's not just the network around the country, but it's also they've got quite considerable resources to to offer and to actually kind of uh, fund a lot of the safeguarding work right across the board. So it'd be very, very good to listen to him and uh, I believe he's also got a national position too. Is that right?
1: Yeah, he's actually is the uh, chair of the uh, Police and Crime Commissioners. Um, so yeah, he's got uh, yeah. So he's a really good figurehead t- to have, and get uh, once again the support um, is really really important. And it's good to read about um, what he's actually been doing and what he uh, has actually supported uh, just in the uh, the West Yorkshire area with regards to uh, safeguarding and child protection. I know that they, um, they funded a project um, that was publicized not long ago, uh, which is a kind of a, a bit of an animation about uh, child protection and educating children, so it'd be really interesting to hear more about that work and uh, what they've got planned,
0: uh, yeah. what they have planned coming up as well. No, for sure, no a speaker and a very good motivational speaker because i know you've heard him and many other people have too and it's really been good that you've managed to, to persuade him if you like to come along and that's dean cody now dean um i i know as one of the one of the highest decorated detectives in the united kingdom who specialized in safeguarding child sexual exploitation training and you know the transference of work across county lines to do with gangs and prevent uh, the whole prevent agenda about radicalization and he is a very very inspiring speaker would that be your take on dean
1: oh definitely yes because that so i was invited to the lancashire police and crime commissioners conference and uh, i was there and I, and I and i saw dean and that's why i had to book him i thought he's just an amazing speaker who really kind of um he really engaged with the audience and had a lot of uh, a lot of praise for what he what he was doing. Um and what he's he's doing with his with his safeguarding training across um you know across the UK in relation to CSA county lines, radicalisation, street gangs and crime. And um it's all about kind of safeguarding children and child protection because and I was uh, I was really inspired by how he put across um you know the the, the information he has. I mean I, I didn't know half the things that are that, that happening about the street gangs and and how they prey upon uh, young and, and vulnerable um, teenagers. And uh, I think it's really important for people to know that and and that they're targeting middle class middle class uh, families' uh, children as well. So no, he was really interesting and, and definitely worth listening to. And he, as I say, really engaged everybody at the. Uh, the conference I attended and that's why I
0: specifically wanted him to come along Okay, looking forward to that Now, Andy Woodward, the first footballer people will remember him for, to speak out as having been abused himself within the system by coaches and so forth and he really sort of if you like, set free a torrent of disclosures from other sports people and he's become very pivotal now in the um, if you like, in fronting up Talking about abuse in sport, um, and he's doing various other things. Would you just like to expand a bit about what you heard he's doing?
1: Yeah, so I initially I remember seeing Andy Woodward on TV in an interview and seeing how distraught he was, uh, and I, I found that really really upsetting. Now I've spoken to Andy on a few occasions, and he's um he's he's wanted, he's going to speak from a survivor's perspective, but. It, but more about the positivity that he's now um, channeling into his life and channeling into other people's lives by helping other people as well. So he'll be talking about a survivor's perspective and then he will talk around the positivity that he's now working on. And he's teamed up with uh, a gentleman called Colin Radcliffe. Now Colin set up, um, uh, it's called Depress On, and it's a mental health app. Which is, is is getting some uh, quite substantial investment, and this is a mental health app that they're going to talk about. Uh, and Colin's own experience is that he really suffered from depression himself and um, and tried to take his own life. But this is going to be really interesting and really kind of thought provoking, but also um, very inspiring. That someone who has, you know, survived at such the, the monster as Barry Bunnell um, and to come back from that because he really really suffered and to, to to channel his energy into positivity I think is going to be really good for Andy to, to get across to everybody.
0: Excellent oh, looking forward to that him and Colin Radcliffe together should be excellent. Um, now listen something that really interests me because we talk about the kind of insidious nature of abuse and the, the huge numbers to be sad about the whole thing that are involved in this and the survivor stories but We've got the Internet Watch Foundation coming along, who are a very kind of um, well thought of, supported, government linked organization who day after day are striving to educate and interrupt abuse uh, online. And the task they've got is enormous, as we know. The task that law enforcement has is enormous, as we know But the hidden numbers are just staggering and absolutely shocking. And I think the Internet Watch Foundation will be one very, very interesting slot at the conference to just put into perspective the challenge that we face today, if you'd agree.
1: Yeah, definitely. And Emma Douglas, who's director of development at the Internet Watch Foundation, is going to tell us more about that. And I would certainly like to know more about it and what what they're what they're doing um um yeah the, it's, it's, it's absolutely huge all the the online safety and obviously the internet watch foundation um uh is is very pivotal and i think that the more people know about what they do what they're about and how they can help the better that's why i wanted to bring them um to the conference i wanted to have a really good mix of um, speakers in all the different aspects and areas so that we can again it's about sharing information gathering information and perhaps um, some information that um, people out there don't know about
0: Mm, mm. oh I mean I think you know the range that they'll be able to talk to is going to be uh, it's going to be phenomenal but I hope not too depressing because it really is staggering when you get into the numbers and the and the challenges that face people today um now people all know about police checks you know that's a kind of a general thing within the community that anybody going to be working with children or in touch with children would ever have to be police checked but the disclosure and barring service who are the uh, organization the government organization that actually runs it um are really far more there's far more depth to them than people realize and i think it's fascinating that you've invited them along to tell us a bit about the kind of things that go into the checks, the kind of things that drive them and how they assess people. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I suspect the same as you, looking forward to that slot.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Linda Hackett and Lynn Gavin. Now, Lynn Gavin came along last year um, and kind of, uh, kind of represented the DBS service so that people could have a chat to her. But I thought it was really important because... Uh, you know, you speak to people, and they're actually not sure—they're not 100% what happens. Um, you know, when their application is sent off, what happens to it? How do they? How how are people researched? Um, how long do these things last? So, I think it's really important for people to know about the dbs service and what what is the service that they actually offer and what what does that do for people Mm. um and you know how often are these things updated you know i think there's a lot of questions that that i'd like to ask that i that i'm you know i I don't know um so i'm really looking forward to listening to what what they have to say Mm. um yeah so I, i i do think that's important to have them there
0: Okay, you've got Anne-Marie Christian now, who's an international safeguarding consultant. Now, I know Anne-Marie. She talked last year at the conference, and she's got a wide range of experience and a very, very good perspective on safeguarding children. But uh, so, so I suspect that's why you've invited her back again.
1: Yes, I have. And um, I, I first met Anne-Marie a few years ago. Um of, of, of a story that I, I wrote, a children's safeguarding story that I wrote. She contacted me completely out of the blue and said she she wanted to let me know that the the, the book that I'd written she uses in her safeguarding training, and that's how I met Anne Marie. But she's uh, she's uh, has um she's a social worker, um, and she uh, moved into kind of child protection and safeguarding, and she now um, she speaks out. So she she kind of takes training all over the world. Um, and she's she's excellent, mm. and um, so yes, yeah, she's she's going to be speaking from uh, a, kind of the voice of the child perspective, uh, the impact um, that mm. you know, of training, and the impact to, that it has on on children also. But yeah, so I think it's really important to have Anne Marie there again. She's brilliant.
0: Well, I mean, the impact of abuse is the theme that you've got threading its way through the whole conference, and I think that's been a, a vital kind of piece of glue that we'll see from all the different speakers, and the the vast uh, importance of actually recognising the impact and planning for it is, um, is I think, crucial. Now, you mentioned your own book there. Now, if I uh, remember correctly, now that you've got even more involved with the NSPCC, uh, your book is going to be on their website. Is that right?
1: It is. So what happened was I I penned the story, um, which um, I then worked with Sheffield Hallam University students who animated the story for me or um, for us. Um, and the reason for that was trying to get to as many children as we possibly could. Hmm. So the, the story uh, is called Share Some Secrets. It encourages children to to speak out. But this is a book that a child can pick up without parental supervision that addresses the difference between good and troublesome secrets. And it's incorporated into the story. I did a lot of research and I realized I was trying to put myself in a child's head when I'm writing. And I thought it was important to have something that you could not only use for a, a, PS, a, a, a kind of a training session with, or sit down with children and chat to them. But I thought it was important to have a book that they could actually just go and pick up as a free reader. to kind of address and get them to understand that they don't need to feel alone and that they can they can they can can talk to someone they can tell their teacher so the animation is freely available um, online so as, as opposed to the NSPCC and I'm going to be helping them to raise funds with it as well so they're going to be putting the book in their online shop the animation will also be on there and um they'll be raising funds with, with, with this as well. I think it's really important because it's not just any book. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a book that's actually going to help educate children. And it, I used to love going th- and to the free readers when I was at primary school. Um, I found a lot of the school books boring. I loved the free reading section. And what I did find interesting is I, I always used to look uh, factual information. I used to like that kind of thing. But I learned about the bombing of Pearl Harbor from a Ladybird book at the age of eight. But that was my choice to look at that book. But it's it's amazing. I was a very uh, quiet and shy child, and I used to find kind of uh, solace in in books, in that you can you can you can kind of uh, pick up a book. <clears throat> and you're somewhere else it transports you oh, somewhere okay. so then you're kind of concentrating on the content of it um so i think that that will be it's really useful what i am getting now is that i am getting messages from parents and teachers and thanking me because the book is actually encouraging children to speak out i have calls from norway australia singapore <laughs> um it's, it's amazing and books have gone out to singapore and um I just think it's really it's really really important mm-hmm. and the animation as well I wanted because a lot of abuse happens in and around the home environments and parents won't want to book like that in their home and that's why I wanted the animation freely available as well because all of our children are online to get them to see it um, and at the end of it it encourages them to reach out and speak out to childline
0: no I is- think that's a that's a really good thing because the NSPCC of course childline but you're now much Closer involved with the NSPCC, apart from them putting your stuff onto their website. You've also invited a senior person from the NSPCC to come along and speak at the conference, haven't you?
1: Yes, yes, John Brown. So uh, John Brown spoke um, last year for me, and he's the head of development and impact at the NSPCC. And he's going to be speaking about the impact of their work. Um, the impact that it's having um, on children um, and he'll be giving us the latest latest news and all the latest projects. Okay. Um, yeah,
0: Good, no that's fine. I mean and I suppose I should say at the end that I'm also very pleased that you've asked me to speak as well and uh, I'm intending to speak about the media which has always been a passion with me and the impact that abuse has on the media both in encouraging people to come forward and disclose but also the way that child abuse and safeguarding is represented in the media. I I passionately believe that there's not enough out there for the general public to absorb and to fully understand when they're trying to make decisions or trying to understand what's going on or even recognise the nature, the the, the depth of what's going on. So I'll be very happy to to speak about that. So, look, let's just get some facts out, can we, Christina? Because where do people book for this conference? I think we've got to tell people about that.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, the website to go to, there's a link from the website, which is uh, all the W's, ElysiumEvents.com. So that's E-L-I-Z-I-A-M, ElysiumEvents.com. Mm-hmm. And on there, it will take you to um, the, the event right where you can book.
0: That's um, fine. Yeah but also also i think um people also should realize and have a look at your own work on sharesomesecrets.com
1: yeah um and there will be a link from there as well so yeah so if you visit sharesomesecrets.com um the you can hear all about the project uh the testimonials um, it's actually the the animation is in the Lancashire Police and Crime Commission Child Exploitation Toolkit. Oh. Um, it's I know that's that's a mouthful, that isn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it's but it, it, it's getting across to lots of I've I've spoken at lots of different conferences and um, people are very receptive and they're saying that it's very very useful tool to have even if you don't have a book. Right. So there's more information about that on on com. Yes.
0: Good. Well, now, I'll also just to say that on the text of this podcast, at the front of the podcast itself, I'll put all the details that people need to know and repeat what Christina has just been telling you. Well, I mean, like I said today, short and sweet, maybe, but very, very important. And I really hope that those of you who are listening and I believe, I mean, let's not get into too much about money now, but it is a very modest uh, charge for this conference. So it should encourage as many people as possible to come forward. And is there something about students that you were saying, Christina? I'm trying to remember that.
1: There is quite a reduced rate for students and I do have have a certain amount of funding where uh, some students can attend for free. So um, if they want to get in touch with me, I can organise that.
0: First come, first serve, I expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's excellent because to my mind, you know, the next generation of professionals who are going to be responsible for protecting our children need all the help they can get. Right. Christina Gavitas, I wish you, I wish us a good conference. It's the 14th of March. It's at Leeds Town Hall. And um, we really look forward to seeing as many of you are listening as possible who can make it, because I think it's going to be an excellent day. Thanks for speaking to me, Christina.
1: Thank you for having me.